from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Glad you're with us. Glad that you've spent some time in your day following your favorite teams. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly, and it's finally here. Saints training camp is underway. As of this morning, the players are on the field, 8.50 a.m. sharp, and it sure was good to see football again in the Crescent City and in earnest, too, as this is the start of the preparations for a season opener in September. It was warm out there this morning, no doubt about that. It wasn't unbearable. There was a slight breeze, and there was a great crowd on airline. Thanks to everyone who came out to watch the black and gold practice on day one of this 2013 training camp presented by Verizon. We have a full show, as you might expect, here on the Black and Blue Report today because it is the start of camp. And we'll also touch on the Pelicans, too, as head coach Monty Williams is scheduled to stop by as Team USA wrapped up their mini camp with an exhibition last night in Las Vegas. So plenty to do today, and John DeShazer will join me later on in the show and kind of wrap up the uh, day's practice. So without further ado, let's get right into the football as we saw it starting last night. Kind of an unofficial start to training camp was media availability for several in the Saints organization. And I know that some of you have read or have heard some of that already, but we thought we'd get you through some of the highlights and get word out as as far as Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and others were looking to see fit. So with that, the first of the microphone last night at the uh, airline campus was Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis and fitting for him to kind of kick off training camp this season. Defense is on a lot of folks' minds, and it didn't take long for Mr. Loomis to talk about how the Saints' defense is shaping up. Well, I don't think that it's time for an evaluation yet. You know, we like the things that's happened uh, so far. I think Rob would tell you he's excited about, uh, you know, the guys, how they've taken to it. Um, But yet we haven't put any pads on yet. We haven't had any preseason games, and so I think that still remains to be seen. But, but, uh, you know, all the signs are positive so far. Unfortunately, there are some injuries to talk about heading into training camp. doesn't look like too, uh, too many of them are all that severe. There is one that will have long-term effects upon the Saints roster, and Loomis uh, reported that information to everyone last night. You know, we've got a few. Um, we, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a few, one serious, but, uh, and Victor Butler, but uh, you know, the rest of these guys I think will resolve themselves, most of them in the first few days of camp here, and... and uh, you know, a couple might take a little longer than that, but I, I think we're in pretty good shape, relatively speaking, except for, uh, you know, Victor Butler. Yeah, Butler could be out for quite some time. He's one of three on the physically unable to perform list. The other two currently are Marcus Colston and Patrick Robinson. All right, so part of our storylines this week on the Black and Blue Report going into training camp was the return of Sean Payton, and Loomis was certainly pleased to have his head coach back there in the fold. You know, just that. It's just it's just normal. Back to normal. You know, we've got we've got 2012 in our rearview mirror, and and uh, look, we're just looking ahead. We're not we're not really looking in the rearview mirror, and so 
you know, all that just feels normal, feels good. I think, you know, there's an excitement that's, uh, um, it's probably a little fresher excitement than it would be ordinarily just because of what happened, uh, you know, a year ago. But I think we're all a little more focused maybe than we would have been uh, otherwise. Mickey Loomis was our guest, as you remember, on our very first show, Monday's Black and Blue Report. One of the things that he touched upon were some preseason battles to keep an eye on, and he reiterated those thoughts last night to the media. Well, I, you know, I think there's some position battles, obviously, at left tackle that, that uh, you know, we want to see how that unfolds. We like the guys that, that are going to uh, be part of that uh, competition. You know, we've got some other spots that, uh, uh, and they're not necessarily starter spots, but, you know, there's some spots that we're going to have some, some excellent competition at. We've got, you know, I think we've got a lot of young guys. We've got some guys that are in their second year, and, and Nick Toon and Akeem Hicks and some other guys that – that we're looking to see significant progress from, and I think we'll see that. And Loomis was so quick to point those, out. Those are the kinds of things that, uh, you know, you look forward to in the, particularly the early part of training camp. Sorry, Mickey. Loomis was quick to point out on Monday with us as well that one of the position battles that we all have our eyes on is that of the left tackle spot, and those guys were all out, healthy, ready to go on the field this morning, kind of leading the way right now, I guess, would be Charles Brown. But, uh, you know, we've got uh, other names there to look at, including the youngster, uh, number 72, Mr. Armstead. After Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton was next up to the uh, microphone. And uh, certainly good to see a familiar face back again. Payton seemed to be rather focused, as we all expected, as training camp was getting set to kick off. And uh, certainly one of the early questions for Coach Payton was, what's on the list of goals or what kind of things would he like to accomplish here in this new time period? Look, the goal every year at this time is, is to find the right 53. That's, that's the number one thing, and, and us as coaches, you know, have to have the proper teaching installation that allows guys to be up to speed and, and that we can evaluate and, and make the best decisions concerning the roster. As you might expect, the left tackle position, that blind side for Drew Brees, is a topic that we saw run through most of those who stepped to the microphone last night, Coach Payton included. Look, it's, it's been talked about a lot, and, and for good reason. I think that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the competition between those three guys. They're all a little different in regards to how they got here. And I think we, most importantly, just we got to pay attention and go by what we see. I think each player has certain strengths, and I think we need the full pads. It's hard when you go through the offseason with the limitations you have with regards to uniform to get a true measure of a, of a pass rush. But when we get to the padded practices in the preseason games, we'll have an opportunity to better evaluate those guys in a competitive environment. Coach touched upon a lot of topics last night in that introductory press conference to start off training camp. There was one thing that, uh, that didn't, I don't, I don't say it surprised me, but I'm glad he touched upon it. One thing that Coach Payton has been able to do is provide balance to the Saints' offense, mixing in a good number of the run with the pass. And, of course, when we're talking about the running game right now, things have to look kind of toward Mark Ingram and what the future holds for Ingram, where he's been, where it's going, and what it means to the Saints' offense. Peyton said that uh, it is indeed an important year for Mark Ingram. You know, I think we've got high expectations for Mark, and I know he does for himself. He's in great shape right now. I know he's anxious uh, being healthy and, and probably, I'd say, in, the, in his third, going into his third year, as healthy and as good a shape as he's been in, you know, I expect him to a big, be a big part of what we do running the football. We've got, you know, veterans like Pierre and Darren Sproles, a uh, young player like Cadet, but I think Mark is, uh, is looking forward to this season. I think it'll be an important year for him. 
So that's a little taste of what Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton had to say last night. Of course, Malcolm Jenkins and Drew Brees also took the podium. We'll hear from them here shortly. But we are just now underway. The Black and Blue Report, the start of training camp. Producer Dan is here, D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra, and yours truly. Looking forward to a great show. Stay with us, won't you? We'll hear more from last night's press conference, including number nine, when we come back. This is Eric, General Manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Cane's is fan's best friend. Fresh, never frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person, like you, headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. Play without purchase. Mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas, 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7-365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. We continue now with a recap of last night's introductory press conferences to Saints training camp. Sean Kelly back with you on the Black and Blue Report. We heard from Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. Players were there as well last night. And on the defensive side of the ball, we got to hear from Malcolm Jenkins, who uh, hit on one of the other storylines that we brought up, John and I, last uh, this past week, and that is the normalcy of this offseason. Haven't had one in a while, and certainly it was uh, duly noted by Mr. Jenkins. I mean, it's cool. We are, you know, it's, this whole offseason, we've been able to focus solely on football, um, and uh, that's, that's refreshing, especially to have you know Sean back and um, just to, to not have any distractions throughout the offseason. I mean, we really got refocused. You know, Sean really, when he came back, he established that he wanted to work out in the weight room and really uh, change some things up. So the pace has been changed. Guys have been focused. Guys have um, been here uh, and been holding each other accountable. We showed up in shape today. Um, so we're just we're looking forward to, to the momentum that we have going into this season. Jenkins also, of course, is a part of a defense that's changing its scheme. Now a 3-4 under Rob Ryan. Malcolm Jenkins is in the defensive secondary. Maybe this is how it will affect him. It is a big switch schematically and, and I guess, in theory. 
Um, but in execution, it's really not. I think the good thing, it, it fits our personnel very, very well because we have a lot of players that are very versatile and, and can play different positions. Um, and that, when you have that 3-4 scheme and you can add those type of players, I think that's when uh, it becomes dangerous. So um, there is a little bit to learn um, from a verbiage standpoint and from an alignment. You have a couple guys switching positions, but um, I think it's more along it, – it, it's really more similar to what we did when Greg was here. So a lot of guys are familiar with, with most of it already. Um, so I don't think it will be a big transition for us. And then number nine took to the microphone. We got to hear from quarterback Drew Brees last night. Brees, like Sean Payton, sat down in front of the media rather focused, talked about the same attitude that we've all come to know, but did indeed uh, concede that it is feeling like a bit of a fresh start. I mean, that, that's why it was, it was really a breath of fresh air to get back in this building in April, just knowing that, hey, it's a new year. It's a new year. Uh, the, the goals, the structure, everything is still very much the same, but with a renewed sense of urgency and a few, a few little wrinkles to, uh, to, to challenge everyone and uh, you know, to make sure that, that we all know that you've you got to work to earn your spot around here always, no matter what you've accomplished in the past. And uh, we like that. One thing we did learn that kind of came out of the blue last night, I mean, it's good news, is that not only is it the return of Sean Payton, but it's also the return of Sean Payton calling the offensive plays or at least taking a hold of those reins again. And that directly impacts, of course, Mr. Breeze. Sean calling the plays again, I mean, here's the thing. That's, that's the way it was for, you know, uh, I guess you know, five and a half years, you know, and, and, until he got hurt. And then Pete Carmichael uh, – kind of took over for the remainder of the 11 season and then obviously last year. And uh, I thought Pete Carmichael did a phenomenal job. Now, I, I, I had Sean Payton in my ear for <laughs> you know, five and a half years previous to that, and, and I'm very familiar with that voice and those instructions as well. well. Like we also heard from Coach Payton and Mickey Loomis and from John DeShazer, that left tackle position so important, protecting the backside of the quarterback certainly impacts Drew Brees and I thought last night Brees kind of put it all in a nice neat package as far as what lies ahead with regard to that guy a couple spaces down from him and to his left. I think we've got three or four guys that are obviously going to be competing for it when that decision's made that guy will have earned that position you know and and I don't I don't worry about that because I think they're all extremely capable and I also just know as a unit our offensive line is so strong They've been together, you know, a long time, you know, even though potentially the guy on the left side could be, you know, a new guy uh, who hasn't been here before. But uh, they've all been together for a long time, and uh, they've played at a high level for a long time. They take a lot of pride in that, and they all, you know, that, that, that offensive line group is, is very much a unit. So that's a little taste of what we had last night as those uh, gentlemen stopped by to talk prior to the start of practice, which got going this morning out there on Airline Drive. We're going to take you out to Airline Drive a bit later in the show. We'll get a complete wrap on practice today, so stay tuned for that. Up next, though, we turn our attention to basketball and Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. He joins us right after this on the Black and Blue Reports. The second annual Saints back-to-football run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61-mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans 
towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint-Sations, will be on hand to cheer on participants, and a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We turn our attention to the Pelicans and Team USA, and we're very pleased to have the head coach of the Pelicans and assistant coach for Team USA, Monty Williams, as our guest here today. Coach, first of all, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us, and uh, congratulations on the finish of a what seems to be a very successful minicamp for Team USA. Yeah, thank you, Sean. We had a, a really good time coaching and all of our players being here. The experience was more than I expected. Um, I couldn't pay for what I got this week, just being in that atmosphere. It was such a cool time, and um, we were all pretty happy about the results, watching the guys play and the fans' reaction and all the support. It was really cool. Coach, what about the players? And not not just the Pelicans players, but what about this group that Mr. Colangelo and you and Coach K had kind of brought into the new system? What, what did you think? What's your overall takeaway of this new crop? Well, they're – they're young, but really talented, and uh, they have experience, even though they're young. Most of the guys have been in the league at least three years, and uh, some four. And uh, we had Mike Conley, who was 25 years old. He was the oldest guy. He's he's still young in my book, but they were really poised and really hungry. Our practices were really intense, and when we got on the floor to play, the guys were really locked in. And, and that was really unexpected. And then there were a few guys who stood out, and uh, I'm happy to say Anthony was one of them. He just he dominated a couple of practices and played really well last night. And um, even though we had a young group, it was it was really cool to see all the young guys play like they were a lot older than they really are. I watched the game last night. First of all, Coach, I was glad that your team won, just because I've got a rooting interest, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it, it, that, that part was fun. I, I really did, though, enjoy not only watching Anthony play and try and see his play through the things that you've taught me, but also to see Ryan Anderson and Drew Holiday. I, I just I couldn't help but smile in watching those three play. What, what was your takeaway from, from how they played last night, and what were you able, how much time were you able to spend with them and getting to know especially Drew, a new player for you this week? 
it was funny because Drew played the same way he in the game, the same way he did in the practice. I mean, he was solid every day. He defended. He made the right pass. You know, he got to the basket. Mostly everybody had a tough time shooting the ball because it's a different ball. But all of our guys, especially Ryan, shot the ball well this week. And um, I had my opportunities after practice and, and in the hotel that we stayed in to really get a chance to spend time with all of our guys. I, I was with Anthony for two weeks. And Ryan the last week and then Drew came uh, this past weekend and, and got a chance to talk to him and you know he kind of learned my style a little bit and got a chance to push him some in practice and uh, he's, he's just a solid solid person and he's tough and I, I love that he just he's got a, a, a good toughness about him and I think our fans are going to really love his versatility and the way he plays the game and uh, I'm going to try to push him to to be even better but it, it was a good week from that standpoint just to get to know those guys i wish tyreek could have been a part of the, this process as well so i could get to know him but overall it was a great week from from a coaching and playing standpoint does does a week like this coach make you more excited perhaps for this season than any other is your in your head coaching time yeah it does i don't know if it's any more exciting because every year it's the it's the same and you just you try not to put it any differently uh, as far as grading it because I try to approach the year uh, from ground zero. So from that standpoint, I'm I, I feel like I'm going into camp with the level of having to teach and, and put our system in. But at the same time, there's a natural part of me that looks at our team and you start to feel pretty good about where we're going as an organization. And uh, you know, hats off to Dell and his staff for bringing in a young crew that can, Lord willing, we can grow with this team for a long time. Coach, I know you're traveling and anxious to get home, but one more question before I let you go. I, I know that you you love, and this is a term that we've used around the hallways at at at, at uh, Pelicans headquarters. You like to get into the basketball lab, if you will, and work yeah. work through it. I kind of almost envisioned you this week being in the ultimate basketball lab, and I'm wondering if things that happen this week will affect you long-term. You know, Sean, this is one of those weeks that um, I had a chance to sit and talk to people that I competed against in college and, or marveled at their careers from afar, and uh, I had a chance to just sit and talk to those people. And It was amazing how Mr. Colangelo or Coach K, Coach Beheim, and they would just grab me and just sit me down and just start sharing stuff with me about me and how I do things or picking my brain or they would just share like 10 minutes of wisdom that I couldn't get from anybody else um, outside of pop and so that 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 was really cool for me myself and Tibbs we talk a lot about basketball and how we do things how they do things and we say a lot of things the same and then we say some things differently but we're trying to get the same point across so it was like basketball nirvana and uh, it was certainly my kind of lab where you can just sit and talk basketball all day long and not only them just talking to different players I had a chance to talk to other elite guys Kevin Durant came by Kevin Love was there Chris and Carmelo Anthony came by last night just being around those guys you learn a lot about the top guys and you know, I got a chance to talk to Chris for a little while last night and it was just a cool experience you could it was like a fantasy camp for coaches if you really love basketball you would have been in 
in basketball, as I say, Nirvana last night. Well, I can hear it in your voice, um, and I appreciate you taking time for us today on your way home. And um, I, I'll say this, Coach, uh, you and the guys there sure did make us proud back here at home uh, being a part of Team USA. We hope uh, that you get some downtime, and we can't wait to see you again. Thank you, Sean. We, that, that's our goal, man. We want our fans and, and the city of New Orleans and the state of Louisiana to, to feel proud about what we're doing. And Like I said before, man, that there's no limit to what we can do. I don't, people said we couldn't do anything in New Orleans because of how it looked when I got there. The Lord has blessed us with a lot, and we're very thankful for that. Travel safe. Take care. We'll see you soon, okay? All right, Sean. Take it easy. Head coach Monty Williams of the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll continue on the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. Get you back out to Saints camp after these messages. is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport-Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. Yeah! And that's when Raising Canes is fan's best friend. Fresh, never frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Canes crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Canes, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. <laughs> Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Turning our attention back to football, we get you right back on the field out on campus on Airline Drive. Day one of training camp is wrapped up. It was hot. There was a little bit of a breeze, but I have a feeling that Zach Streif and others didn't probably feel that breeze all uh, suited up today. We got one in the walkthrough. And, and I, I yelled, come on, Breeze, and Drew snaps his head around like I was yelling at him. I was like, no, no, no Z-E, buddy. Um, yeah, it was uh, warm today, but I think that's good to kind of get that out of the way right away, especially for the young guys that haven't been here. How'd it go? Was it like first day of school all over again? You know, that first, it's, it's always, uh, there's always an adjustment coming back, you know, having not, uh, you know, taken your steps in a while and run your routes, and there is an acclimation period. And, I mean, all things considered, um, I think guys have come in in great shape, and, and usually that 
contributes to having a good day like we did. It's easy for me to get kind of caught up in the same old, same old, because there are a lot of familiar names, but there's a lot of new ones too. Yeah, I mean, and really every year there is, um, you know, certainly in our group, um, starting with our coach, you know, it's a new face and a new new voice in there, and, uh, you know, we're obviously we got some, some young guys in, and, you know, every year, I mean, you learn over time, you know, every year that team turns over, especially in camp, you got 90 people out here, there's a lot of new faces, and, uh, you know, it's part of the fun of camp is getting to know everybody. Play reporter for me for just a moment. Tell us about practice today. Give me a recap. You want, like, how it went? Yeah, well, just, I mean, what what would you all accomplish today? Well, I think more than anything, you know, you get back used to the timing. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing that you learn, you really learn, is no matter what you do to condition and train yourself and get ready, nothing is football. And so I think the first couple of days, and that's why I think maybe – Coach uh, Peyton cut back a little bit is the first couple of days are to acclimate your legs, to get your feet back underneath you, um, and kind of, you know, kind of get a feel for it again because it does take a little bit of time. And clearly, we have plenty of time here to get the nuts and bolts down. And I think the first couple of days are really about getting out, running around, and getting your feet back. What do you have to do today to recover to be effective tomorrow? Um, you know, I think uh, cold tubs are the post practice stuff is important. Getting in the cold tub. Getting rehydrated uh, is a big thing. Uh, you know, something that coaches talked a lot about this year is really focusing on, you know, keeping your weight down naturally so that you you can you can really rehydrate, get your body back functioning correctly, put the right nutrition in your body. Um, you know, spend time in the cold tubs. Um, you know, you really like do the maintenance from the beginning so that you don't ever get behind on it and really stay proactive. No full pads today, but. And I imagine that's good for everyone in the heat like this. But for you guys, with as much contact as involved on the line, I almost sometimes wonder what all what all you guys can get done when you're not all padded up. Yeah, it's it's definitely harder on the inside. I mean, I think it's a little bit easier on the edges. Um, but there is a lot of uh, you watch a lot of tape and say, well, I mean, granted, that's not you know, it's hard to keep your pads down when you don't have pads on, and you're trying not to you know, injure yourself by doing something stupid, throwing your upper body in unprotected. And um, so, you know, a lot of it's working with the defensive line and and kind of knowing that, you know, there's things you can work on right now and there's things that while we can't, we're going to have plenty of opportunities to in the next few days. All right, offensive lines are usually the most colorful bunch on a football team. How long will it take to start getting some really good nicknames and decent stories out of you guys? Um, I mean, new ones, it won't take too long. Uh, I think more, I think linemen, that's how we get through camp. You know, we get through camp by, by you know, we're a tight group, and, and lines generally are, and, and we spend a lot of time together, and, you know, we'll push all the young guys as best we can and, and kind of try to put them in situations to embarrass themselves, uh, you know, and that's all part of the fun, and, and, and we're fortunate here that since I've been here, the leadership has never, it's never been anything malicious. It's never been anything like that. It's, it's part of becoming a part of the group, you know, and really feeling a part of it, and I know for me, you know, the first time that you get up in a meeting and sing a song, you know, or you're embarrassed. But when you sit down, it's like, oh, I've done it now. You know, I'm, it's like it's one thing on the checklist that I've completed and, and you start to feel more and more part of the team. And, and that's really what it's all about for us. Well, this is the first of what I hope is many visits between you and myself. And uh, I enjoyed it. Thanks for your time today. Great. Thanks for having me. Zach Street with us on the Black and Blue Report. We'll put a wrap on practice today. Stay with us. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? 
Could it be because we offer MyOctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice? Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. A new era in basketball is here as your Pelicans take flight for the 2013-14 season. By adding all-star Drew Holiday and Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans to a young and hungry roster, your Pelicans are going to be one of the NBA's most exciting teams. So jump on board now. Over 80% of our seat prices have been reduced. And with all the great benefits of being a season ticket holder, you don't want to miss out. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get in on the action today. A message from Mr. Monopoly. Hello again. Since teaming with the Louisiana Lottery to give away part of my vast fortune for the Monopoly scratch-off game, I've been tickled pink that the winner bell has been ringing so frequently. There's a winner right now. Oh, my, another winner. (laughs) Jimmy, perhaps it would be wise to check the winner bell once more just to be sure. You could win up to $100,000. Play the Monopoly scratch-off game for real money. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is used with permission. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We have reached the final segment of today's Black and Blue Report, and John DeShazer joins me now as we get set to wrap up day one of Saints training camp 2013 presented by Verizon. Heard from Zach Streif moments ago, John. He seemed to be pleased with day number one. I think he was even more pleased that Coach Pate decided to cut things short as the uh, Saints practice from about 8.50 until 11 a.m. this morning. It was pretty hot out there. Uh, it wasn't unbearable, but it seemed like most people, uh, when you talk to them after practice today, seemed pleased with the efforts of day one. Well, I'll tell you what, Zach was probably pretty pleased to get it cut short uh, because the defense was having its way with the offense for a, a good portion of it. You like to see that happening, the defense get that turnover mentality where they're creating them, uh, especially Keenan Lewis got a really nice interception off of Drew Brees' pass, as well as Jabari Greer was ended, ended up getting a, a pick off a tip ball. So, you know, you like to see that defensive mentality, that aggression, produce some turnovers. You can live with yards surrendered if you can produce the turnovers and stop the points. Anything surprise you other than what you just kind of mentioned? Well, again, you know, I expected the offense to actually be a little bit ahead of the defense, even though it's a new defensive philosophy, the 3-4 as opposed to the 4-3. But this offense has been together for quite some time, so I thought they'd be a little bit more ahead of it. But it is the first day, and, you know, Drew Brees is a competitive guy, the quarterback. You know he's not going to stand still for throwing a couple of picks and just allow the defense to have bragging rights. The bleachers were full. The fans were out in force, as you might expect for day one. Uh, Anything in particular that charged them up today? I know they love the scrimmage stuff. Well, they love everything, but particularly they really enjoyed the pick by Keenan Lewis. Um, a deep pass down the right sideline and one-on-one coverage. He was able to ward off his man and come up with the with the football. So that was something that was pretty enjoyable for him. And I think they got a kick out of seeing the running backs, especially the new and improved Mark Ingram, who slimmed down, looks a little bit quicker. And, of course, Darren Sproles, who's always got the burst with him. So I think those things please the crowd pretty much. All right, lots to see and a good start. Practice resumes tomorrow on airline and continues through the weekend 
weekend, there is a chance of rain, 40% at last check. Remember, fans, that if the weather becomes inclement, they will move inside and the practices will not be open to the public. We're hoping for good weather because I know a lot of the fans you see their only chance to see training camp as it is on the weekends. Uh, check out John later today also on NewOrleansSaints.com. He'll have a piece uh, written up for you about today's uh, activities as well. Couple of notes, Black Blue Report. At Black Blue Report is a new way to follow this program on Twitter. We didn't get to the mailbag today. So much going on with the first day of practice, but otherwise follow John at, at John DeShazer on Twitter or myself at Sean Kelly Live. Thanks to producer Dan today, and thanks to head coach Monty Williams, Zach Streif, and everyone else as a being part of the show. Our first week is complete. We'll be back with you on Monday at 1 Central with a new edition of the Black and Blue Report. And uh, spread the word. Tell your friends that if they missed this afternoon's uh, broadcast as it aired live, they can always go back and check it out anytime throughout the weekend. John, I can't think of anything else. It's been a pretty hectic day here at Saints headquarters. The team still has a walkthrough later today as a part of their first day of training camp activities. Look forward to seeing you throughout the weekend, and uh, we'll be back at this on Monday. Yes, we will. Right back at it. Right in a week. <laughs> for John DeShazer, Sean Kelly, and so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.